Hello, and welcome to Morlocks, a Let's Experiment show about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa White, and with me this week is Brad. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm um, pretty good. For those who may not know you, would you mind introducing yourself? Oh, well, as you said, I'm Brad. Uh, Arabic Jesus on the Discord and other places online. And I created a little website called DangerRoomApp.com, uh, mostly because I wanted something to that I could use on my iPhone easily. And uh, I've been learning a lot from making it. Pretty exciting. Yes. I, I use Danger Room a lot because Danger Room uh, has flexibility in what it in its construction, so it's I can kind of do the new format rules without having to fight against the system. I guess I would yeah. say. Yeah, I wanted it to be very flexible mm-hmm. from the get-go. So. so, yes. Um, And as you're not a normal content creator that I would have on the show, is there, I, I have to ask you, what character that isn't currently in Marvel Crisis Protocol do you want to see in Marvel Crisis Protocol? Okay. Number one is Jamie Madrix, the multiple man Mm. for two reasons. One, he is one of, if not my favorite characters. And two, I am fascinated to know how they would implement him in this game. Yes. I can, I can definitely see that. That being said, who did you bring for us to talk about today? Uh, I wanted to bring a mutant of some sort. So I would like to talk about Omega Red. Mm-hmm. Who is probably one of the most interesting pieces they put out recently. Yeah, he, his, his roles are interesting. He never gets played. Um, would love to find a home for him. Mm-hmm. He's obviously affiliated Criminal Syndicate and Cabal. I actually play him a fair bit of my Criminal Syndicate lists. I think that is a good fit for him. Yes. Um, but that is... He has... Yes. Go ahead. He has some some tech that really uh, works in that mm-hmm. because he he wants to stand on those control points and let... And count as two people, of course. And then your opponent tries to load up on it to get it back from you and he just gives them all poison and does two damage to all of them. It's a It's a pretty good fit, but I actually had... A bit of a wild card idea in mind. So the thing I was going to say, those are already homes for him to exist in, so we're not going to really look at them. Um, Right. So what other affiliations were you considering? I had this crazy idea to put him in Steve Rogers' Avengers. Very fair. Getting that... uh, reduction on the cost of his superpowers especially that ensnare down to one power is a lot yeah and you got steve as a built-in bodyguard omega red's already a little tough and mm-hmm. if you can bodyguard a couple key shots from him he sticks around longer mm-hmm. to get more work out of him yep uh i want to bring up the inhumans um interesting because it's if there is a team that wants to force Terrigen Mists, it's Inhumans. And what character loves to play on Terrigen Mists? 
well, Mega Red, of course, as well. Mm-hmm. Also, you can uh, pull a lot of people into Omega. The, the Inhumans have a surprising amount of displacement only in the game. Right. Especially and with Medusa. I'm talking about Black Bolt using no matter the cost to get an early person off a central extract, uh, a central objective. Okay. Um, I've talked about this play many a times. I love it. It has done work for me. You walk up, uh, someone gets stuck at a central objective, uh, whether it's them accidentally picking up a Krikor first activation or them going for a central C secure. You walk up, uh, you take one walk, and then you can, no matter the cost, master punch. Um, and then if you deal with damage, you throw them back into your team. And suddenly then Medusa can walk up, double hit, throw them even further back. Um, and suddenly you've just kidnapped a member of your opponent's team, like a mile away. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I see how that works. I also kind of want to talk about the new kids on the block, or the sort of new kids on the block. Because um, as today, we got all of the adjusted versions of the Guardians of the Galaxy. They they definitely improved the Guardians. The new winging tokens, I really like. Mm-hmm. So now, during the power phase, choose up to three allied characters. Give each chosen character a winging it token while a character with a winging it token is attacking defending or dodging it may spend the winging it token doing the modified dice step to re-roll two of its dice at the end of the round remove all winging it tokens from characters giving someone with no dice fixing dice fixing is powerful yeah yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely especially when you want to make sure you're doing um damage with his uh, strike his yeah. builder mm-hmm. carbonadium coils yeah mm-hmm. um are there any other places that jump out to you as things you want to talk about uh, let me look at this affiliation list again um i think he could find a home in a force yeah uh very similar to the idea with the um with the avengers Except you're just giving him more power instead of uh, making things cheaper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I tried him in X Force, and it's probably X Force's fault that did not work. X Force can be very hard to miss. Yeah, uh, I f- I feel like X Force. And I was talking to a friend the other day about this. He might have even mentioned it. When you win, it feels good because you just squeaked it by. And when you lose, it feels bad because it wasn't even close. (laughs) Sometimes. And then there's sometimes you win because your dice have been insane all day and they didn't even have a chance to walk. Yeah, but that's true with any faction. I think it's especially true with X-Force because they have... Because Cable can do so much from so far away. Yeah. Um, 
Now, I do also want to talk about the actual new kids on the block. Um, which is the convocation. Mm. Well, he doesn't have a mystic attack to take part of one side of uh the bar with no door. Um, he can take part of the other ability where whenever a allied character suffers damage from an enemy effect, after the effect is resolved, you may place that it within one of its current position. Which you can use to get some sneaky poisons out of like a character that is staying just out of poison range and then attacking him. After he suffers damage from the attack, you can place him within one to make sure they end the activation within uh, the range for him to give out the poison. True, true. Um, are there... yeah, that is, that's definitely something I had not thought of. Mm-hmm. And in much the same mind, you can use Midnight Suns as a way to yeah, um, like do those micro-movements as well. But that yeah. is not... Mid- Midnight Suns I did think of at one point. So. But it's not a like reactive ability. It's an active thing that has to be on right. his turn. Yes. Are there any other affiliations that jump out to you? Not jumping out, no. Very fair. So, is there a specific one of the ones that we've talked about that you want to build the roster around? Well, there's one I definitely don't. Okay. It's the in, and it's the Inhumans. Oh. <laughs> I, I hate the Inhumans. I hate them. Not it's not even an MCP thing. I hate them from the comics, mm. so that's the one I don't want to do. I'm pretty okay with everything else. All of them seem like they've got some ground, some feet to stand on, mm-hmm. as they say. So, so I can never be too mad at the Inhumans because even though she's not in the game yet, Daisy Johnson is still an Inhuman, and I like that character. Yeah, she's she didn't participate in the genocide though. <laughs> you could like Daisy Johnson. Yeah, like, like Daisy Johnson and Kamala Khan are like the redeeming inhumans. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I can never be too mad at a big giant space doggo. Well, he did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. He didn't know that there was a genocide going on. Mm-hmm. And he was hanging out with Miss Marvel the whole time anyway. <laughs> yeah. And I also love that the affiliation is just like 50% people that Crystal has boinked. Yes. Absolutely. That, that is a nice touch. And I'm sure we'll get more of those as time goes on. Yes. I, I do not have the extensive list of people Crystal has boinked off the top of my head to see who else would that would involve, but I'm excited nah. to see. Uh. So, we, we've eliminated one, but there's still on like four or five options on the table. Right, right. Um, we can't get Convocation here yet, so maybe mm. avoid that one, because it looking like it's going to be a while before I'll get to test that. Very fair. Yeah. Um, um, 
I like the idea of Avengers over A Force. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guardians is interesting. I like that one. Mm-hmm. And they just got a bunch of updates today. Yeah. So, well, and Avengers not that long ago. I'd say Avengers or Guardians. Mm-hmm. You pick. I, I've i done a couple Avengers builds recently, so let's go with the Guardians. Okay. Guardians it is. Because mm-hmm. re- giving out rerolls is a good time. So let's let's start out with the most important question for us. Are we giving Star-Lord the power gem? Just because we are playing under the new rules, so gems yeah. hook on to characters. Um... With, uh, what's that rule called? Hit and run. Mm-hmm. I feel like he really, really wants the gym now. Because mm-hmm. now he can pick, does he full auto or does he hit and run every turn? He can yeah. do it no matter what else is going on. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very that does make That does make our list eight points base. Yes. With just two characters. But if there's any team that can do 15 with an 8-point base, it's Guardians, because they do have That's two true. two t- threats, which I think we want to get both of them in. Because we yeah. updated Rocket Raccoon. They just solved his biggest issue. I have a, a local guy who's been playing Guardians before, obviously, the changes today, and... Rocket was disgusting under him, and I cannot believe that he's just going to be even better. Mm -hmm. But now he no longer suffers damage from collisions, and it's range two from a group rather than range one. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then also Nebula has been like a classic staple at this point for a while now, so I'm 100%. Not, Not even just in Guardians, but in general. Yeah. And if we're playing Rocket, we, of course, need to include Groot. Very fair. Yeah. I'm okay getting the big boy in. Yeah. There's five already. Yeah. There are times I don't play Rocket and Groot, but usually that's out of affiliation stuff. Um, Of course. And Groot has also been adjusted. Now his I am Groot is only five power, so you may actually use it at some point. Mm -hmm. His strike is now range three. Yep. And the big one, he can only heal once per turn. Yes. Um, that, that was very annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now it also means that you're probably going to give out the root condition more often. True. Um, but let's talk about the last adjusted character in here, which is Gamora who now has 6 HP and stealth. Yeah. Seems real good. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But let's see. Also on the Guardians affiliation list, we have Drax the Destroyer and Angela and Ronan. Angela's always good. Mm Mm-hmm. I've been touched bad by Drax. So I may have an inflated opinion of him over other people, but he, if you don't kill him, 
He will kill all of your stuff. Especially on condensed scenarios, which is, I think, what we're going to want to do. Yes, absolutely. So I say Drax definitely in, Gamora in. Okay. It's it's hard to pass patch up uh, pass up Angela. Yeah, so we're just taking anything. F- we're just taking full Guardians roster then. Except for Ronan. I think except Ronan. We can leave Ronan out. Uh-huh. I think um Omega Red's kind of filling the spot Ronan would have taken. Yeah. And that gives us a lot of flexibility in making sure we are in faction. Yes. In affiliation. So now we have two spots remaining. Uh, And there is... I want to talk about one of the other updates that has happened in the last uh, little while. Which is Ultron. Ultron's real good. Ultron's real scary now. Um, he may not be the thing for this list because I have some other options, but I do want to bring him up. Uh, now okay. he throws size four, which is massive. Yes. Um, and his analyze and annihilate is a before resolving crit result. This character may reroll one dice, uh, in attack rolls for each crit in the opposing defense roll. Yeah. That's going to be dumb. Because if I've got my rules right, that means he'll if he rolls rerolls into crits, he can he gets the extra crits. dice. Yeah. Yes, that is <sighs> the rules I I have been seeing as well. Um, but that may not be quite right for us. I don't. The thing is, I don't. I think he would be fighting with Omega Red for a spot on a squad. Yeah. Um. I can see that, definitely. But the character I've been loving to put next to Omega Red a lot is Miss Proxima Midnight. Interesting. Um, She's a very haughty character. Like, surprisingly haughty yes. character. Um, and she has her spear throw. Uh, that on a wild gives out a poison. So you are, like, helping the game plan. Um, Uh Usually I was playing this in a criminal syndicate list. But but I think those two pair really well just because she can be, like, this mobility thing to prep people for Omega Red coming in. See, I was thinking Hawkeye for similar reasons. Mm. I... I don't think we need another back pointer because we have Rocket Raccoon. Right. Yeah, she Proxima's definitely sturdier than Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't isn't going to get blown of over by by a speck of dust. Right. Or an errant uh energy attack. Uh-huh. In the same vein, we also could use Viper, um, who also has that poison and that long move. Um, I think I prefer uh, Miss Proxima Midnight just because of the flat reduction. Yes. I mean, it's so good. Mm -hmm. 
Do you have any out of affiliation characters that jump out to you that you want to talk about? Uh, I had um, I had set aside uh, Hawkeye, mm-hmm. um, Black Widow, Agent of Shields. Yeah, uh, she's got the tear gas attack. That's an area two that gives poison and is one of the scarier one of my favorite characters actually because repeatable uh uh, repeatable victory point generation on a stick yes yes yeah that was the other thing like if her and um and omega red are like hanging out and they take a a model down you can interrogate it Mm -hmm. yeah stealth so they have to move in closer mm-hmm. so yeah i i'm never complaining about pl- putting black widow agent of shield into a list uh another just idea and this came from thinking about steve rogers with uh omega red is a bodyguard of some sort iron fist or a, a koye Mm-hmm. I think not Iron Fist. Sorry, Luke Cage. Um, Luke Cage. Yeah. Um, they hang out too much together. Yeah, I I don't think like I think a bodyguard's an okay idea, but I think we can facilitate it enough in our tactics card that we don't need to be worried. If that makes sense. Yeah, that that does. And. Yeah. With so many models, because we went Guardians instead, with so many models, like, they're going to have their pick of who they attack. So, mm-hmm. like... Well, and it's also, um, I don't think we need another two-thread in this list. Right. And, like, otherwise we would be going for either an intimidating presence or bringing Steve Rogers in out of affiliation. Because I don't think we want to go up to six for She-Hulk bodyguard. Yeah, that's a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Um, other other <sighs> characters that I want to bring up. Um, Baron Mordo is a possibility. Yep. Uh, Baron Mordo um, is super fun. Um, he can expand that poison, which is super exciting. He can give two extra dice. At the cost of a damage, but then a Megaret can heal. Yep. That that is certainly scary. Um but also it's we talked about not wanting to do convocation earlier because they weren't going to be out yeah. anytime soon. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very good point. Um I also so this is this is a little tech I've also bought over from a criminal syndicate list I've built with Omega Red, um, Cassandra Nova. I was just bringing her card up to relook at it. Uh, that power, I like that with poison out there. Mm-hmm. But it's that mind possession, being able to place move someone into it who's already activated oh, yeah. next to Omega Red, so that at the end of his turn he can. Play, give them poison. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is a lot of. It's another. Yeah, that's another five pointer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he's not going to be out for a little while, but I do want to bring him up of Dormammu. The, the most easy character to splash ever. Yeah, he brings his entire affiliation ability with him. Yeah. I am not... It's like... Omega Red is the least worried about getting the extra power because he can heal himself. Right. But does he work well with the Guardians? I hadn't even thought about. Yeah. And I'm not sure. You you certainly start to go insane with, with Star-Lord every turn. Because oh what, he's gosh. gaining four power a turn? Yeah. So you can, uh, you can hit and run... Uh, element gun, and if you deal one damage, full auto afterwards. Yep. But I'm not a hundred percent sold on it. But I think we only have two three pointers that we pretty much like in this list. Um, in the Proxima Midnight. Black Widow, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., is there anything that you feel like would push one of those two out? Hmm. They both fit pretty well. Mm-hmm. But they both do completely different things. Which is like the flexibility you want when you're doubling up point values. Yeah. I'm not thinking like... I'm not thinking of anyone I want more than one of those two. Fantastic. So let's, let's just leave it there and go on to yeah. Um, So Guardians are all new, all different. So I think the first crisis we're going to get is the one that Omega Red loves, which is Terrigen Clouds. Of course. Uh, just makes his job easier by a mile. Are there, what is your next mission when you're thinking Guardians or Omega Red? Oh, I haven't played a lot of mutants, so I haven't thought of Guardians in a while. Um, what what do you yeah. see across the table when you're playing against Guardians? That's that's fair. Um, let's see. D's? D's? Fair enough. Um... We can always do, uh, what's it called? Riot Spark over Extremist 3.0 to give, to give him even more healing. True. I like that. I also like the idea of infinity formulas. Infinity. Oh, I love infinity formula. Yeah. So that's, that's a solid three, three picks and we're minimum 17 points. Yes. Um, which with our list, cause we're four, eight. 9, 10, 13, 15. No, we would have to. We can't do the second two in there. Um, yeah, we would be going five wide, but have three four-pointers in that list. Because we can go Omega Red, Star-Lord, Power Gem, Rocket, Groot, Gamora. Right. You could also do Omega Red Star Lord, 
And three of our three now. No, you couldn't do three three. Yeah, you could. You if it's Drax Groot and either Proxima or Black Widow. Yeah. That doesn't seem as good as the other version though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but then twenty points we get to go wide. Yes. Um but what about extracts? Okay, extracts. First one that came to mind is um, hammers. Hammers. Yeah. We have people who hit like a Mack truck. So giving yeah. them hammers is not a bad idea. I cannot wait to play New Gamora with a hammer. I, at a recent tournament I went to, I ended up with Two or three hammers on Corvus in an X Men uh, list. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> My opponent was not happy. No, why, why, <laughs> why? He dropped hammers. I didn't even have it in my list. Mm-hmm. Sure, but why Corvus in an X Men list? Oh, I love Corvus and Proxima with Storm. Yeah. I'm just not that spiky of a player. Um, but then uh, I'm looking at cubes. That is the next one I was also going to mention. So yeah. he, he heals to get around the negative and he loves extra power. Yep. Guardians love extra power too. Who doesn't love extra power, really? And have you seen a Groot with cubes before? No, I have not, but now I'm scared. Because <laughs> it's like he just has so much power that you end up actually being able to do an I am Groot. Yeah. Well, it's easier now, too. Mm hmm. Oh man, and I'm like that's making me even more glad that he can only heal once per turn. Oh yeah. <laughs> On the other hand, you never want to pick up the cube with rocket unless you absolutely have to. Oh yeah, he'll get down pretty easily. Mm -hmm. Um, not my favorite cube carrier though is Sabretooth. Okay. Long mover who has healing factor. Yeah. Yeah. And he likes that extra power, too. So he can beat up on people who attack him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah. I I like Sabretooth. Like, I know a lot of people don't, but I've had a blast playing him. So it's, I think people underestimate how much size three really matters on Sabretooth. In a lot of matchups. Mm, yeah. And just, I think people might be undervaluing that ability to move and attack back. Oh, yeah. So it's almost impossible position where they can't do that. Yeah. Where he can't attack you back. I Unless you're, like, range five. I think you have to be range four away. Like, exactly range four? Or, or at least range four away. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. And then, um, how do we feel about Research Station? 
I don't feel bad until maybe we run into someone who likes it more. Fair enough. Like Criminal Syndicate. So it's it's my thing about those type of matchups, especially with the new rule with the new uh uh randomized yeah crisis crisis setup is I I much prefer the cumulative value of having a bunch bunch of six four matchups even if I have a two eight matchup somewhere in there mm, fair enough if that yeah makes I sense. think. I think because of our ability to go pretty wide, mm-hmm. um, if need be, probably Guardians do that better than most. Yeah, except for maybe Sam Spam at this point. Yeah, well, that's a degenerate list and no one should be playing it. <laughs> Can you tell I, I've had bad experiences with that one too? Yeah, uh, I... First... First game against Sam Spam, uh, I just I played defenders and Hulk took over a side of the board. Threw, threw a portal with double hammer. Nice. It was it was satisfying. Also, their war machine rolled like utter garbage. Oh, that's always helpful. Yeah. the The only other one I think I'd bring up out of these extracts is spider infected because mm. we have a lot of bodies you can only hold one the downsides I don't know how bad those really are for guardians yeah and you can be moving their models closer to Omega Red Gamora Drax anyone who's going to beat them up yeah I, I would be I would also be willing to go spider infected yeah I I I feel more comfortable with Spider Infected. Cool. I feel like that doesn't have as many bad matchups. Mm-hmm. And so once again, we're minimum seventeen. Yeah. So, so numbers are looking good. Mm-hmm. And then even if we get forced onto fourteen. We we can't go five wide at fourteen, but we can go five wide at fifteen. Okay. That's no Omega Red though, right? No, with Omega Red. Oh, with Omega Red. Wow. Because we would go Omega Red, Starload with the Power Gem, Rocket, Nebula, oh. a three pointer. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can absolutely go five wide without Omega Red by turning uh him into a three pointer. And having double threes. Right, at 14 points, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean... I mean, in, in something where we're trying to highlight Omega Red, it's good that we can play him at 15 Omega. on easily. Yeah. And at, 14, we just can't go quite as wide. Yeah. We instead play, what, Star-Lord, Omega Red, that's eight points. Um... Two threes. I was going to say Angela Rocket. Okay. Okay. I dig that. If if my math is correct. Wait. Eight. Oh, sorry. Four, no. Uh, that's Gamora six Rocket. Points. Gamora Rocket. Gamora Rocket. 
Okay. Gamora Rocket, Gamora Nebula. Mm-hmm. We can't we can't do two threes unless one of those threes is Groot. Or Drax. Groot and, Groot, well, Groot and Drax. We can't do like Drax and Proxima. Uh, fair. At at that low yeah. point value. Yeah. Yeah. At at fourteen. That's unfortunate. I like the the Gamora and one of the two pointers. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Fourteen. So let's talk about tactics cards. Tactics now. cards. Yeah. And it this is going to be the difficult part of it. What is the name of his tactics card? Carbadium Synthesizer. Cool. Uh... You can also, on uh, Danger Room, you can switch the search feature to character and type in Omega Red. I know that. I'm having, I'm having to do this by hand because uh, Danger Room is having a fit on my end. Oh man, that's unfortunate. Someone should try to fix that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Carbadium Synthesizer, I think, is a really good card. Uh huh. And I think we should have it in the list. Sounds good to me. Now for. Let's talk about those Guardian Tactics cards. That's what I was about to say. Because they're guardians only. Mm-hmm. No one else can spend. But we are playing, for the most part, Omega Red and Guardians. Nothing That's else, true. really. So I think we absolutely bring Level 4 Misfits and Crew of the Milano. That sounds great. I was going to say, for sure, Level 4 Misfits. Mm-hmm. I think it is definitely worth it. But I think. Another card. Crew of the Milano on Terrigen Mist is going to be super useful. Yes, yes it is. I also think Deadly Duo is a must. Especially since we have 10 slots now. Yeah. And we are Groot uh, similarly very solid card. Mm -hmm. But that brings And that's still only half our slots. Yes. And that brings me up to the other duo card in Guardians, Daughters of Thanos. Oh, man, I haven't read that one in a while. Let me bring that one up. Uh, when either an allied Gamora or an allied Nebula makes an attack action, after that attack is resolved, both characters may spend two each to play this card. The character, Gamora or Nebula, that did not make the initial attack may make an attack targeting the same character. You know what? Now that we have 10 slots, I say go for it. Mm-hmm. If you're playing them both in a list, Nebula getting another attack. Either of them, really. They yeah. both have such good attacks. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're beating up a big, important target, because there are a lot of big, important targets in this game now. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were just talking about Dormammu earlier. Um, and then some neutral cards I want to bring up. Starting with Warpath. 
score pass, which gives you aggressive, it, right? Yes. It's the one that gives you aggressive from one power. Uh, that seems real good with Omega Red. And with Drax. And with Drax, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I like that idea. Um, we uh, we were talking about getting a pseudo bodyguard in there. How do you feel about sacrifice? That's another card I haven't read in a while. Sacrifice. If an ally character within two of another ally character is targeted by an enemy attack, those ally characters may spend one each to play this card. Target uh, non-targeted allied character immediately becomes the attack new target of the attack regardless of range and line of sight. It cannot add additional defense dice to its defense roll and cannot modify its dice during this attack. That, if that had cost two per character, it would be a bad card. But at one a character, that's pretty good. Yeah! That's pretty good. It does give us one, one bodyguard, and playing some Magneto, I have learned that sometimes one is all you need. Yep. But then we have not touched at all on the restricted list. That, yeah. Is there I mean, something that, specific off the restricted list that jumps out to you? Med pack's always good. Very well. <laughs> like, literally always. I have been finding using it less and less just because we've, at least my local meta is a lot of big threat pieces that will blow you up in one activation and not leave you time to med pack. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I've run into that a few times, but not not too much yet. I could see it getting going on the decline if that becomes a big thing. Yeah, we have a lot of Brotherhood and Thanos players in our meta. Yeah, I can see that. I'm hitting real hard. I'm just not giving you the chance. Mm -hmm. And then I think Brace is becoming more and more important as time has gone on. It is the the other one that I think we should at least consider, even if we go with Brace, is all you've got. Yes. All you've got is a thing. I, I would not be surprised if it's gone on the next ban and restricted list. Right. Absolutely. And Bitter Rivals probably gets restricted. Yes. But... Mm -hmm. uh, you know what? I am so confident that all you've got is going to end up getting banned. Let's go with Brace. Yeah. That's the sentiment I've been hearing from a lot of people. Is that we are so confident that, that all you've got is getting banned. Which yeah. I have mixed feelings about, and I brought this up on the show before. I think all you've got is a great card to help out. Really, really helps out some of the underserved characters, but also just boosts the best characters just a little bit too much for it to be healthy. Right, right. But it also does a lot, and I mean a lot of work for, for the likes of a war machine. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that that'll be super interesting to see. Um, but yeah, I think those are the two safe bets for the next ban and restricted list. Um, and I would oh, not be yeah. surprised if sword base gets restricted. 
Oh, I had not heard anyone say that before. Interesting. We know they're willing to do it. Yeah. Sword base or research station? A sword. Sword. Interesting. Okay. I, I have not heard people talking about, like, I think it's the point value combined with um, the scenario that really does it. Because research station, you can still play, like, your team's identity at that point value, basically, no matter what. Right. But a lot of times I have found that... 14 socks. Yes. And 14 sucks. A 14 that basically requires you to play five wide. Um, except in very specific cases. Um, I'm thinking of the Fastnick versus uh, Ulysses match from the season four playoffs. Um, but it's, it's, you have to match activations with your opponent or you're going to be super far behind. Right. Um, yeah, and that one's all upside. Like you, if you control it, you just get a win more thing. Yeah. So I would not be surprised if that gets restricted. Yeah, I can see that happening. Mm-hmm. Um. And then we'll see what else comes around. Um, because we know they're also adjusting tactics cards. Yeah, but they're only doing a handful of those, I think. Mm-hmm. But I would not be surprised if, if there are certain ones that get touched up a little bit into relevance. Uh, I am so- especially Go ahead. the one where the one where you get to pass off um, a uh, an esc not an escort. An objective? An extract. When you get a pa- the pass off the extract when you get dazed from the core box. I don't remember the name of it. Mission I objective. Th- which mission is- objective. I feel like that one needs an update. No, it does not. Oh. Okay. Well, I have not seen it being played, so. Mission objectives became irrelevant when uh, Deadly Legacy Virus came out. Oh, yeah, of course. That makes sense. You use you you go two and one on a thing, and then you just mission objective it over to your character to explode them and win the game. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. Mm-hmm. All right, well then, maybe they won't update that one. If they do, I'm not going to complain because it's a fun card. But it is, it is. But you're right; it does get better with that. Yeah. No, it's it's. I would not be surprised if we get a. Uh, the ones that I kind of are, are side-eyeing right now, I would not be surprised if Age of Ultron gets a reduction of cost. Oh my gosh. But With new Ultron? That was before... I was saying that... So, it was... I was before saying... Before Ultron's update. Yeah, yeah. Before Ultron's update, I was going like, they aren't actually going to touch Ultron the character. They are just going to touch Age of Ultron and reduce it to like a four. But I'm not as sure about that anymore. Right. Um, but um, I think we're going to get a Thunder Wave update. I think they're going to... They like their big thematic cards. 
And so I think they're big thematic cards from early in the game that just aren't getting to see any play are going to get a little bit of an update. That makes sense. Um, that makes sense. Thunder Wave, uh, and then uh, I would not be surprised if Trip Up gets an update, even though I think that's an underrated card. Yep. Uh, the uh, it's from yeah, the core wow. box. It's it's from the core box when an ally character targets an enemy character with an attack during its activation, and the target character is, with, is within two of another allied character. Each uh, the allied characters may spend one each to play this card. If the target character is dealt damage by this attack, after the attack is resolved, suffer the stun and stagger. Uh, it suffers the stun and stagger special conditions. Those are good conditions. <laughs> Those are really good conditions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, if they do that one, they'll probably just make it uh, range three. Yeah, or or the other thing is it may add some dice. It may add a die or something. To the attack? Yeah. Then you'd have to play it before you made the attack. Yeah. Whereas right now you could play it after you know you dealt damage. Really? I think so, right? When an ally character targets an enemy character with an attack. Oh, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh-huh. You have to play it before. Yeah. Or they could just play it. They could make it so you play it after. and make it a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, Sucker is a card that I have never seen play. I feel like I literally just read that one. Oh, um, they played it on the last stream. And it because they were, playing with, they were playing with just the core stuff with the new updated mm-hmm. core characters, and they played it. But that, I mean, that's AMG playing it. I don't know that yeah. that counts. Yeah. But, like, I've never seen it played. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I would not be surprised if they do a couple more dice on one-two punch, stuff like that. Right. Yeah, like, a lot of these cards, it feels like they're almost there. Yeah. Like, reversal. Yeah. I like the idea of reversal. I, was I don't know that- if it's... I was just about Quite to talk. There. Yeah, I was just about to talk about No Escape, which is the same exact thing. About which one? Uh, no Escape. No. Oh yeah, it's very very similar. Yeah. yeah. They were in the same pack. Yeah. Are they really? Uh, they uh, were both yeah. Ant Man and Wasp cards. Yes, uh, they was, are. It was also No Escape and Pim Particles, and Pim Particles has some dirty tech on it now. Um. Because you can pin particles during a mystique activation and they don't get to basically impact the throw. Oh. Yeah, they wouldn't, would they? Nope. That is, that is some nice tech. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's, it's, I'm really interested to see where all of the adjustments go. For all of the Avada and stuff, um, I think yeah. that has that has been really exciting, and I like the I really like the new core rules update where it's t- 
10 tactics cards rather than 8. Yeah. I wish you could take one more. Like 6 instead of 5. Mm. But obviously that's not changing this go around. So. No, and I think... Honestly, I think that would break Convocation in half. Because mm. um, Convocation can spend a bunch of their tactics cards to reuse some of their tactics cards. Right. And going up to six, it's suddenly more fuel for their fire and may make their engine just a little too good. Yeah, maybe. They would at least need to test it. And maybe they did. And they decided that it wasn't. Well, they could. They could take that clause off of the affiliation where it doesn't count against their tactics cards. Yeah. And then they're down to five. And rebounds anyway, <laughs> but it's it's that is also well outside the window of what they're currently working on. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there is a lot of interesting stuff happening. Um, I I'm expecting. I know for a fact that we will get a Black Panther update. Um, oh, for the timing, right? Yeah, at the very least, he's getting a timing update. I don't know what else they may do to him, but he's at least getting a timing update. Um, And I would not be surprised if Okoye gets a little bit of an off. Uh, yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think she's in a pretty good spot. For 3.0, she would be. <laughs> I don't know about all that. So it's it's it's. I think you need to make an adjustment for her because she she forces out every other point character of her point value really, except for Toad. Okay, that's a good argument for nerfing her. Yeah. Um, and I think it just needs to be a light touch. Not something super heavy. Well, they seem to be taking a light touch Which on most characters. It's something I prefer because it's it's very much this fighting game mentality of you want to buff up the bottom rather than nerf the top off everything. Right. Because you want everybody to be good rather than everybody to be equally bad. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um. I would not be surprised if we get a buff to Hella. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And the most under the most underplayed of the Asgardians for sure. Oh yes, of the Asgardians for sure. Um, I still think she's solid, and I think she, I think she's super underrated, specifically on Mutant Madman. Because medium move, medium base gets and two power means you can flip two points, and she has uh, attempt to flip two points on turn one, uh-huh. and she has four physical defense, so you can generally flip something out from under someone. Okay, yeah. So turn one, you can generally get three points on mutant madman and deal a damage to someone. Yeah. 
That's that's interesting. I've not thought of any anything like that. Also, she just goes into bleed dot list with uh, Mister Blade and uh, Drax. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of sources of bleed in this game now. Yes, but but both uh, Hela and Drax also benefit from bleed. Yeah, absolutely. And then I would be surprised if Bullseye does not get an update. Yes. He he never sees play. And I've I I've liked him. the game I've liked the games I've played him in a lot. Um so I will not be sad to see him get a buff. I'll just play him more. <laughs> I I have played him a bunch. Um but I also, my bullseye specifically, no one else at, at my LGS, my uh, other people at my LGS have tried, but my bullseye really likes rolling four successes on four dice. Oh, well, I mean, that's always great. <laughs> yeah, that's how you win a game with bullseye. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, so bullseye I'm expecting. I would not be surprised if Enchantress gets the once put on enough bat. For her uh, move. Call. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. I think everyone's kind of expecting that one. Mm -hmm. I kind of hope they take up her um, steal to a, a four rather than a three, but that's just personal taste. Um, because it, it really irks me that she can double move advanced on D and always... And super consistently mean that you can't contest the objective across from her. Right. But again, that is personal taste. It's, it's, I was playing a uh, a C-Map Secure, uh, not Secure, uh, Extract. I think it was Deadly Legacy Virus at my locals this last week. I was actually playing against Omnis. Um, which was really cool to see him. Uh, mm -hmm. But turn one, he he had priority, so his his uh, Amazing Spider-Man, uh, his, sorry, not Amazing Spider-Man, one of his characters ran up, got the middle point on one of the sides, and retreated. I ran up with one of my characters, got the middle point, retreat, uh, but got stuck there. Because uh -huh. uh, I did not have Amazing Sp Spider-Man or Angela. And then, uh, he walked up, uh, he, he, Avengers assembled to move Dr. Voodoo forward, walked up, dealt enough damage to get possession off, and then possessioned my character. And then Ooh. I went up and grabbed the third extract, and then he walked up and enchantress it away. Yeah. So at the end of turn one, I had zero extracts, even though I picked up two of them. And none of my characters yeah. were dazed. Yeah. Fun interactive gameplay. I had I just had to play. Uh, I was playing some X Men against uh, someone trying out uh, Midnight Suns, mm -hmm. and it was Cree Core, and they had Black Cat in their list. So I just never had the core. Yeah. Just never. Never. But yeah, so it's it's 
like I'm not mad at Doctor Voodoo in this scenario because he had to roll dice to do it. Yes, exactly. Enchantress, yeah. on the other hand, did not. No. She's got to do whatever she wants. The other possibility, which is something me and Omnis talked about, and something I would not be, I would not be opposed to, would be restricting advanced R&D at this point. It does seem like when people are playing it, it's for some broke shit. Yes, it's just for some broke shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyways, if people wanted to reach out to you, where could they find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter. I don't tweet much, um, but it's at Arabic Jesus. I'm on the TTS um, Discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have my own little channel there for Danger Room stuff. So, And then you can always, if you have questions or problems with Danger Room, you can always email dangerroomapp at gmail.com. And I'm pretty quick to answer those. So, as long as you're not me and sending you messages at like two a.m. in the morning. Uh, yeah, um, we we are definitely not on the same time zone. No, we're not on the same sleep schedule at all. No, not at all. Because mm-hmm. we're not that far in far apart in time zone. I'm just nocturnal. All right, you're on, you're West Coast, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm in the yeah, Seattle not the area. East. Yeah, when you said ominous, I the I put that together. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I I I love Seattle as a city. Uh, I have a friend who just moved out there for a job, and he's gotten into MCP. Cool. Well, I uh, something I don't normally shout out, but it's my local is the uh, Thursday night uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol at Mox Boarding House in Bellevue. Okay. I will make sure he knows that that's happening because he's looking for people to play with, I think. Yeah, it's with it every Thursday night at 6.30 until close at midnight. Okay. So it's it's we definitely can get some games in, and we've been averaging about nine people a week recently. Oh, that's a pretty good group. Yeah, it, it varies from week to week. There, there's a cadre of five who come in and depends on which week they're playing what what game but recently right. they've been playing a lot of marvel crisis protocol since there's been other people playing it around yeah we usually get four to six which is pretty good for west virginia like. yeah well w- we are also a stacked area because there's like three different marvel crisis protocol nights in the area mm-hmm. that are all doing pretty consistent numbers I mean that's gotta be great for a tournament scene. Yeah, when when we actually get a, a singular tournament with everyone showing up going on, that would be fantastic. Yeah. But we we have a lot of new or newer players who are still learning the game, so they're not ready for a tournament yet. Fair enough. Uh, we had a lot of people who are getting into it because one of their friends was super into it, and now it's. Just coming in. I was that guy here. Like, I was super excited for the game, and people played with my models for the first several months before oh, yeah. people actually started buying into it. 
Oh yeah. Well, it's I also come in and I bring everything. So if there's a character you don't own yet that you want to try or something like that, I have it on hand for you to try. Yeah, I have everything up till up through the first X Men wave, and now I'm cherry picking. Because mm-hmm. I'm mostly gonna play mutants. <laughs> there are so many mutants I want to see in this game. Oh yeah. I did an entire list of them. <laughs> uh, well, and I hope like they that leak dropped of X twenty three and Honey Badger. I hope that's real. I hope that's real too, because X twenty three was pretty high up on my list. Um, yeah, but my number one with a bullet is Stefford Kukos. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah the th- the the three and one or the five and one. Uh, wow, five. Or the three that everyone knows. I've been re- reading House of X, which is f- uh, all five of them right now. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I love the new X-Men oh, yeah. comics. I, it, when they do Kitty Pride, I want her to be my pirate captain. Not any old 80s version of her. It's not going to be the pirate captain. Mom. I know, but I am going to pay someone to mod my model. Sure, sure. Yeah, um... My friend Jason Justy, who was yes. on your show before, we've really bonded since he started reading X Men comics again. Like we've been gaming together for years, but we've grown real close over X Men. Mm-hmm. Holy criminy! The end of Inferno number one is freaking insane. Uh yeah, yeah. I was very surprised because I was expecting that to be the end of Inferno, not. Uh- the, the end of the first issue, yeah. Which I, and think... I have my theories about how that happened. Oh yeah, no, it's it's going to be interesting, and I am excited. I am so excited. I'm pretty sure Emma was involved. Why wouldn't she be? It's Emma. <laughs> exactly. Also, I love that the entire underpinning storyline that we know is going to bring down Krakoa. Or at least be a major factor in Krakoa. Because I, I think Krakoa is so super popular that they aren't going to blow it up at this point. They said that in interviews. That's based, That's why Hickman has stepped down from Head of Axe to go do something else. Because it is so popular that they want to keep it going for years. Oh, wow. Okay, that makes me even more confident of my hope that how they bring the mutants into MCU is Krakoa. Uh, that would be super cool if they do the whole while you slept, the world changed, and then now everyone knows about the mutants because mm-hmm. they have their own island and they've been hiding all these years. That would be cool. And that would be like a great like political upheaval for them to send to a couple movies around. Yeah, absolutely. But also, I don't trust Disney as far as I can throw them with the X-Men. Well, they haven't done anything yet to disappoint us. Uh, like... Let me fight you directly on that. <laughs> uh, the subtext of the X-Men of them being very queer has become text in the last couple of years. And do you know what Disney is absolutely yeah. horrible with? Yes, absolutely. Um... It's it's not looking good on that front. You are right. So I do not not... trust them at all. (laughs) Yeah, I do not blame you. 
as one of the very few LGBT people in this community, I, it's, I, Disney is not good at LGBT people at all. I yeah, think they're, they're really actively not. bad at it. Yeah. Yeah, they, they could have made Finn and Poe boyfriends, and they didn't do it. They could have done so many things. They just didn't do it. And even when they do stuff, it's like the smallest little bone that they throw out there. There is technically a gay couple in the MCU, but they have written that entire TV show out of the MCU, which is Runaways. Oh, yeah. Yeah. um, Also not technically part of the MCU, but did you see the Hellstrom show? I, I did not dig into that one. The, they kept Santana, well, they call her Anna, but they kept Anna a lesbian on that. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> now, that was a Marvel production before, like a Marvel TV production, before the MCU people took over the TV yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I, it's, I think the Marvel TV shows were better when they were targeting for specific audiences rather than trying to be MCU fodder. Yeah. Because um, I think the two best things that are somewhat related to the MCU are Cloak and Dagger and Runaways, which were both teen-focused shows. I had problems with Runaways, but it's because they focus too much on the parents, basically. Because mm. I love the Runaways comic. I, I very much get that. I also, I very much appreciate that they actually pulled the trigger on Nico and Caroline's relationship, considering they never did so in the comics. Right. Yeah. Now, Cloak and Dagger, I really enjoyed. Yeah, and like, um, I can't remember the actress's name, but the one who was playing the cop that became Manic? Holy fuck was she good. Sorry, not yes. Manic, Mayhem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. Mm-hmm. Show a lot, and it feels like no one else has seen it. <laughs> I have. Yeah. Uh huh. I also love that that actress who played Mayhem was is a former Power Ranger. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, she was on Dino Thunder, if I remember correctly. It was either Dino Thunder or Jungle Fury. Wow. That's... I'm of the age where like I was in there on the like right age at the ground floor of that. So like the first power Rangers and then the, the second like series where the, whatever the first dinosaur one was. So you did my Morphin and Zio. Uh, I don't remember what the second one was called, but like then I was too old for it and didn't really. So have you read any of the power Rangers comic books? I've heard that they're good. They are great. I've also heard the Transformers comics, like the recent ones, are really good. I I have heard that too. I'm less into Transformers than Power Rangers, so I haven't jumped into them. Um, Because I was in the weird era of Transformers, because it's like my X-Men was X-Men Evolution. I like X-Men Evolution. Yes. Uh, it is Rogue, very different. When Rogue comes out, I, I, I am tempted to turn her into trashy goth girl Rogue from X-Men Evolution. 
Also, X-Men Evolution has the quintessential white woman dancing gif. Oh, yeah. Um, based on, uh, what was that movie with the witches? The Craft. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's... So it's like, I watched X-Men Evolution and, like, G.I. Joe Sigma 6, which was a weird show. Do not even know that show. Uh, it was G.I. Joe trying to be anime. Ugh, I don't know about that. I enjoyed it as a kid. It's alright as an adult. It's not bad, but it's not amazing. Um, and then I was, uh, I watched TMNT, which was, like, the 2003 show. Right. Which was super good. I, that, I've heard of that one. I've heard good things. Uh-huh. And then, of course, we had Jackie Chan Adventures. I actually did watch Jackie Chan Adventures. I was probably too old for that show, but that was a pretty good show. Jackie! That was a good show. That was a great show. But yeah, so that that was kind of my... I also watched The Batman, which was the really weird one, and I love it. I saw that one. It is so weird, sh- and I love it. Pretty sure I was in high school when that one was on. And I watched it, and I liked it. It was way different because I I grew up in the era of the original X Men animated series and the Batman animated series and the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So like, it's a lot different than the Batman the animated series. Yeah, but I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it it has this very specific vibe to it, and like. Controversial take number one of the night, or maybe number twelve. I don't know. <laughs> I prefer Batman Beyond to Batman the Animated Series. Batman Beyond was amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I it I was amazing. I don't have the love and affection for Batman the Animated Series that a lot of people do. Yeah. Well, I do, but I'm not gonna fault you on loving Batman Beyond at all. Yeah. The show is so good. Mm-hmm. But like, I I came up in a very different era of t uh, of cartoons than a lot of the people, other content creators and and people around me, because yeah. like that five year difference really does a lot when it comes to those cartoons. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I was a big Digimon person, still am. And yeah, never got into Digimon. That that show goes places. Um, now that the card game has gotten popular and I've got a couple friends who've gotten into it, a couple of them did watch that show and have talked about it and it, how dark it is. And uh-huh. how. So one of the seasons, the final villain was an allegory for one of the characters will commit suicide. Oh, well, that is really dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's very dark. That that was also the season written by the guy who writes wrote Seal Experiments Lane, which is like one of all. Oh no! Oh no! You have seen Serial Experiments Lane? I I have I have gotten through some of it. It is a really hard show to get through. I respect it a lot, but it's really hard to get through. That is probably my favorite anime. Very fast. So that guy wrote a season of Digimon. Oh my god. I can't even imagine. It is amazing. 
Um, but no, it's it's the serial experiments lane is is really good from what I've been able to actually tackle of it. It just yeah. is it's kind of exhausting to watch. It is. It's very dark. It's very moody. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Oh yeah, like, I love that show. Uh-huh. Um, but if if I want like intellectual and weird, I just rewatched the original nineteen ninety five Ghost in the Shell movie. That's a good movie. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I I've seen it. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you ever watch um, Wolverine and the X-Men? I've watched a little bit of that. It is surprisingly good. Oh, yeah. I, I'm I'm very angry that it got canceled. Because mm-hmm. season things- two looked like it was going to be a banger. Uh, that is my feeling with Scooby-Doo Mysteries Incorporated. I'm so annoyed that I've not got- seen that one. Okay, do you want Scooby-Doo with an overarching plot line? That would be good. They did that once. Um, what was that called? 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo? Or something like that? Yes, but instead of, of a kind of comedic overarching plotline, uh, it's a, like, them trying to avert the apocalypse uh, overarching plotline where there is a uh, evil owl that used to be the mascot of a different generation's version of Mysteries Incorporated. That is now trying to destroy the world. Okay. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And it probably ended on a cliffhanger, right? Uh, they knew they were canceled well enough in advance that they actually resolved it. Okay, that's always good. Also, Velma kind of gets a girlfriend in the series. Ooh. Which, like, mad respect, because of course Velma is the gay one of those two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's clearly in love with Daphne. Yes. Uh, she 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 does not get Daphne in this series. Uh, they created a new character for her. Sure. But yeah, no that that is a thing. They they are the classic like high femme and naughty girl couple, Daphne and Velma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's. Yeah. There's, it's a very good show. I did an entire Patreon episode on that show. <laughs> which, if people wanted to listen to, they could find at patreon.com slash Alexa White, where you can support the show, get into the Morlocks Discord, and listen to all of the special episodes that I produce about TV and movie. Uh, including uh, just earlier, this, earlier in the week, uh, maybe last week at this point, uh, I released both a um, episode on with uh, my guest from last week on Venom to Let There Be Carnage, and an episode with Abby AJP two on the Nancy Drew TV show, which I am utterly addicted to. Um, if you wanna, uh, and then I am Lexa White on all the MCP discords, Gjipped on all the non MCP discords. If you want to follow my written reviews, which have started up again now that TV has started up again, uh, you can find them at ggip.tumblr.com. 
And then if you want to see me on stream, I am every other uh, every other Monday at twitch.tv slash thefuzzies. I am showing my friends how to play board games. Um, we recently played the DC deck building game, and that was a whole lot of fun. And then uh, on twitch.tv slash games every Saturday and Sunday morning at like 0.30 Pacific Standard Time, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time generally sometime between 7 and 8. We're kind of nebulous. Uh, I sit down with Codab to do custom Arkham Horror the Card Game content. So, yeah. Thank you very much for coming on. Oh, yeah. It was fun. And keep experimenting, people.